Hello, beautiful souls. Are you ready to elevate your life? Welcome to my podcast for women on the rise. I'm your host and visionista, Jen Galbrand. When we come back, I'll be in the studio with today's guest, Robin Ryan Marquez. Robin is a women's healthcare advocate who's made it her mission to empower women with information that's not readily available to us. It's time to take our power back and to own our own health. Welcome back, everyone. I'm so happy to be here in the studio with my good friend, Robin Ryan Marquez of Circle of Wellness for Women. Good morning, Robin. Thank you for being here today. Hi, Jen. Thanks so much for having me here this morning. I'm excited to start my day off with you. So I think it would be great to just share with everyone um, about your center and just your heart-centered work in in general. What is your why for the work that you do every day? Well, thanks for asking me that. Um, You know, and I'm really happy that I can get an opportunity to talk about our new center. And it's something that we've evolved into over time um, where we're really looking and focusing on women's wellness. And over the course of their life, different phases of their life, um, you know, many times women's health issues um, are brought to medical professionals and, and oftentimes not, a, not seriously addressed. Or oftentimes they'll get lab reports back that say normal. They just don't feel right. They know deep down something's not right, but they're not getting the answers that they're looking for. They're exhausted. And we're trying to find out what's going on. We're looking at the root causes of what is really happening, not just a specific lab test at a specific time. Um, and, and we know deep down that there's many reasons that could be you know, underlying what's making them feel uneasy. It could be based on their hormones. It could be based on you know weight gain. It could be stress. It could be a emotional trauma, all of these things. But unless somebody is actually looking at the whole person, it's very difficult to put that picture. And that's where our, you know, company is a little different because we look at the whole woman. We're not just looking at one specific target area. Boy, I hear you. I feel like women in general are um, really reevaluating everything in life and and trying to tap back into some of that divine feminine, um, you know, intuition and, and feeling more empowered. And, and they're tired of being silenced. They're tired of being told it's in their head. Absolutely. So, and, you know, I think women are, this is a great transitional point now with COVID, you know, happening in the last two years. Women are really making this decision. Am I in the job that I, I'm interested in? Is this fulfilling me? And what does fulfill me? And how do I get to that point? And, and why have I put my health and everything on hold for so long. It's time to look at it. And I think that's what a lot of women are starting to do. I can tell you that the women that I work with in my coaching practice, this is like the conversation right now. Um, we're changing it. We're changing the Absolutely. conversation. And and that's, you know, one of the things we love to talk about here is how do people reconnect with that kind of soul passion and the things that light them up? So tell us a little bit about your journey. How did you discover this passion? And and I know that you had quite a transition to go through personally. So could you share a little bit of your journey with us? Yeah, I'd love to. Um, really, my transition was nothing intentional. Um, I've been in the realm of physical therapy for many years. Um, but it was my own cancer journey that, you know, started the beginning of the transition for me. Um, and I went through breast cancer, and I went through the traditional allopathic way of uh, healing breast cancer with many surgeries, um, reconstruction, chemotherapy, things like that. Um, and I did get a diagnosis of, you know, no evidence of disease. However, you know, it, I just, with time, I, you know, I was feeling a little better, but, you know, something just wasn't quite right. And um, 
10 years later, I got a reoccurrence. And, uh, you know, really what I find deep down was that I was not looking and addressing the underlying things that caused it, the emotional aspect of it and the stress that was brought on, um, raising four young children at the time when I initially got cancer. Um, and so all of this came back because, you know, we physically addressed the problem, but we didn't emotionally deal with it. And um, a lot of what happened with the surgical changes was body image changes, getting acceptance of my own self-confidence back, um, struggling with loss of libido, struggling with that connection and disassociation to my body. Nobody was addressing that. Doctors weren't talking about it. Um, quality of life was not there, okay? I was, you know, healed from cancer. I was back in my life. I was functioning. I was working. I was not fulfilled, and I was not satisfied, and I was in a lot of discomfort and pain, and nobody was addressing it. And so that's where I was trying to find answers, and it was my own personal journey and research that brought me to, to multiple types of alternative therapies that just um, were not being offered in the, the regular um, healthcare model. Hey, this is so important, and one of the reasons I invited you, you to be on my show because I feel like um, this is happening to so many of us, yeah. and and um, it's time. It's time to change the system, to change how we are showing up for ourselves and advocating for ourselves Absolutely. with our health and, Asking and with for the help and, and, and we have to be honest. We have to disclose that things aren't working for us because if we put on this front, I've got it, I'm good, and everything's fine, and, and plow through it, um, we're really providing a disservice to ourselves because we are not fulfilled, we are not connected, we are not listening to our intuition, and this is what's telling us that something is wrong. And and the only way that we can reconnect to ourselves, our inner light, our inner um, tuition, again, is to really be vulnerable, speak up, ask for help, go to the right professionals. And if you're not getting the right answers, go to someone else. There's plenty of people out there now that are starting to really tune into women's needs, and it's essential that you get to the right people. Absolutely. It's like, let's actively manage our own health exactly, and take take over the reins, right? Yeah. So, so let's talk about that. What kind of a client are we looking to reach? I mean, I, I know so many women who have struggled with this right. personally, but, but how would you define your ideal client? I would say my ideal client, uh, I'm not going to put an age on it. I would say any woman who is trying to make her health a priority, um, any woman who's tired of being dismissed and put into passive powerless you know, roles um, and just not getting the answers or, or saying that it's normal or it's part of the aging process, well, it doesn't have to be. And we don't need to accept that for an answer. There are other options out there. Um, anybody that's looking to just delved deep into finding out the root causes of what's going on in her body. Look at her hormones. Look at her diet. Look at her sleep. Look at her lifestyle. Um, and if you're willing to make changes, there are things that we know are effective um, that we can help you with. Anybody that's, you know, committed to take the necessary actions, um, no matter what the challenge is, to get yourself back to wellness. Because trust me, ladies, it's worth it, you it, know. It certainly is. Invest in yourselves. Absolutely. And I can speak from personal experience because uh, Robin has helped me. I, I went through hormone testing recently and I got this beautiful, long report, not just something that I had to interpret, but that she sat with me and interpreted for me so that I could understand 
you know, what areas needed attention and how to treat them holistically. And I can tell you just a week or two later how much better I'm sleeping and feeling about uh, just about everything. So These are simple things. I mean, they're not, you know, really, we're not a big advocate of using bioidentical hormones as a first step line of attack to when we go in and looking at these problems. We're looking at, you know, making dietary changes. We're looking at adding some natural supplements. We're looking at, you know, adding some essential oils and looking at the effects of sleep or lack of sleep and trying to, you know, get people on sleep hygiene, you know, protocol um, programs. These are the things that, you know, can be implemented. They're so effective, um, but you need to know about them. And people, I think we don't realize the effects and the benefits of some simple steps that we can take in our lives. Um, And knowing that, you know, what hormones are deficient, what hormones we can, you know, topically add in the forms of essential oils. We can use a lot of plants. Um, There's a lot of natural things that are out there. We have to be open. We can heal our food. We can heal our bodies by the food that we eat, too. Absolutely. And the water that we intake. These decisions are so essential. Everything you put in your body or on your body is going to either work to help to heal you or it's going to work against you. So you make that decision on a day-to-day basis. And I think that's why this is so important to get the message out there because, you know, I can't even blame sort of the traditional medical system because I don't think these people are are professionally trained for some yeah. of these alternative therapies. So, you know, There's you go a into a into your OBGYN and you start talking to them about thermography as a as a choice instead of mammography and they don't have the information to even have a dialogue with you. Yeah, right. So it's, and they're not familiar with the reports yeah, to what absolutely. to do with that. So I think um, I'm just so – I applaud you so much for the work that you're doing, and I'm here to help you uh, personally and with our community to get the word out there so more people know how to reach you and and how important it is to to – invest in their health, as you say. So tell us, I mean, you have so much to be proud of just based on what we've already talked about, but I love to ask people because I think it's important for women to think about this question. You know, what is the accomplishment or accomplishments that you are most proud of in your life, personally or professionally, or both? Um, I think personally, you know, many, many women would say, but um, I have four Four children, and uh, it wasn't easy with you know getting my children into my life. I, I struggled for many years with infertility, and that again, looking back, only reflects on um, you know some hormone imbalances that were actually going on very early in my life. But I struggled um, very many many years, and um, but ultimately, we have four beautiful um, children who are now young adults, and uh, their evolution has been unbelievable to watch. And I'm very proud of them, naturally, and my husband. Um, you know, professionally, I'm, I'm proud of the clinical practice that I've built and its evolution. And it's just in the early stages right now. But I just think that it's essential piece of moving the healthcare movement for women forward. Um, we have, you know, we've been at a stagnant phase in our, our advancements for healthcare for women. We haven't really addressed them. Um, and, you know, the the whole development of the pill in the 1970s was a freedom for women to have choices with their sexuality and everything. And now we realize that maybe that is in itself been some detriment. And we need to reevaluate that and see there are other choices, things that we can do, but things that are not going to directly affect our hormones and, and in the future cause potential disease way. and other right. issues for us. So we, we need to really reexamine that because nobody's looked at that since the 70s on what are the ongoing effects. We've changed some different brands. We've looked at that. We haven't really studied deep enough into um, the adverse effects of what's going on because we do know emotionally that affects women that are on the pill. They have an increased risk of 
increased risk of depression and anxiety, um, lots more other challenges, and even coming off, people are more familiar with, but the um, infertility issues when you come off the pill. But I think what they're not aware of is just the everyday other emotional issues that are tied in with that, and also the weight gain issues with it that people don't realize, um, and some of the other subsequent problems that women have later in their lives after being on it for long periods of time. Absolutely. I wish mm -hmm. I had known you when I was in my 20s and 30s. I too suffered, well, not so much infertility, but I could not care, I could not um, keep pregnancy, sustain mm -hmm. them. So miscarriage after miscarriage after miscarriage, and then getting pregnant with twins and, and losing them at five months. And nobody could really tell me what was going on. Yeah. But I think the more information that we can put out there for women so they don't feel so isolated and alone and, and afraid to even share that they're experiencing And this is things. why we need to get the young girls coming yes. in and getting evaluated and getting baselines because it is so important that they know their, their hormones and they are able to equalize their hormones and they're not in, in balance. And that's why they're not getting pregnant. That's why they're having these irregular periods. And if we can get them you know, to a baseline very early on in their young teens and in their 20s, and then their fertility will be able to be so much better going into that that they won't have the struggles that many of us have had. And then they will not have some of the perimenopausal challenges and, and obviously later menopausal challenges that many women face. Um, all of this can be avoided if we can really start addressing um, you know, some of the hormones early in the I, woman's life. I think it's great. And um, that's why my own daughter is seeing you as well. So I believe in what you're doing. Um, before we move on, I wanted to also just ask you to talk a little bit about your nonprofit because I'm really in such a big supporter of what you're doing. Can you just share with people about that? Oh, I'd love to share. I'm very excited and passionate about our nonprofit. It's called Wings to Health. And what this is, is it is providing a opportunity for women who are faced with challenges financially to be able to afford alternative uh, care options. And this could be a variety of things. It's individually based what the woman needs. And it would be for women who do not have insurance that, you know, even many insurances oftentimes don't cover some of these alternative care, you know, um, treatments that we're talking about. But we're, you know, we're going to look at it at an individual basis for women and women um, as to what they need and then what their financial means are to pay for it. And it might be a sliding scale. We haven't yet determined how they will be able to do that. But we do know that it's essential that they have these options because the gap with um, health care and not being able to have accessibility, it's just it's very much based on financial status, and that has to change. Equality for health is an essential option. It really is. It has not been that way, and we've got to make um, some of these alternative options available to to the masses. Oh, I'm so I'm so um, grateful to be a part of that, and and happy that we can share with our audience what you're doing because it's just so very important. Yeah. Um, I, what do you feel is the most significant challenge that you faced along the way? Clearly, your own health um, journey. What has that taught you? I think um, I've really learned a lot more to um, trust my own body, trust my own instincts. Um, when I feel like something's wrong and I'm not getting the answers that I think uh, needs to be addressed, I need to look for alternative sources. Um, that's my biggest thing. I, I really, the takeaway that I can't stress enough to people is get multiple opinions um, because many times, you know, I got three different opinions myself and they were all different. And so you have to find what resonates for you, but you need to, um, you cannot make informed decisions if you don't have all the information. And that's what I stress, you know, um, 
pros and cons for every type of medical procedure that you consent to. You need to know what the risks are because a lot of times by not divulging information to patients, it's the same thing as withholding. And you really need to ask questions and you need to educate yourself. Um, I can't say enough to go out there and to ask questions. Yeah. And, you know, we we only get one body in this lifetime. Absolutely. So it's pretty important that we can be in tune with it and, and people to can it. combine, um, you know, alternative medicines and 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 um, therapies with traditional. Is no recipe that you have to do one or the other. There should be not be any divide. It's just you need to consider it. You need to see what resonates for you. Some people, it's a combination, um, and it works very well. Absolutely. You know, you just have to feel like what you is in what's in your best interest and what's going to work. I think that's an important uh, excuse me, an important point because. Um, all we can do is put the information out there and present mm-hmm. it to people. We don't want anyone to make a decision. That Based on a, a ba- recommendation of somebody exactly. else. It's your decision. It's your personal choice, your body, yeah. to do with what you feel intuitively makes the most sense. what feels right for you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think that's a really important point. We're not here to say, oh, everything has to be holistic. Exactly. I mean, we're just sharing alternative therapies and alternative approaches. So you can make an informed decision. Know what's out there. Know that there are other options and then evaluate the options. Yeah, maybe they work. Maybe you pick and choose and take a couple of these and a couple of those. Yeah. See what works best. I think that's really good advice. So speaking of being in tune with our bodies. <laughs> um, we're big on, on promoting self-care within our community, at the mm-hmm. She Breathes community and the We Breathe Wellness Center. How do you stay balanced and healthy? You have such a busy schedule, I have helping busy so schedule. many people. Um, you know what I do? I, uh, well, I'm, I'm very blessed in that, you know, I exercise with my clients and I, I do a lot of rebounding during the day as part of my clients you know, routine and stuff. So I, I will do that via Zoom. So I'm getting some exercise during the day as well. But um, on the weekends, I love to hike. I love to be in nature. I love to be in the woods. You know, that is my connection there. I would be on a mountainside any day of the week if I had an option every day of the week. But um, but that is one of my passions that I like to do. Um, I also enjoy cooking. I like baking oh, and nice. decorating cakes. That's all. all oh, wow. That's, who knew? Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> Um, that's something that I didn't know about you mm-hmm. until I read your uh, re- your interview here. Yeah. So, um, sp- yeah, being out in nature is just good for the soul, right? Just Absolutely. being it's there's nothing more grounding. It's meditating for me. For Absolutely. Me. No, yeah. I agree with you. I'm not sure everyone knows what the rebounder is, though. Could you share that? Yeah, the rebounder is like a, you know visualize a mini trampoline, uh, and it has a safety bar on it. And I work with a I would say you know the average client that I see is probably middle aged. Some you know I see my elder patients are up to their late 80s, and they're on the, they're on the rebounder, and you know we have a safety bar, and they feel very safe in doing this. I mean we're not aggressively bouncing or anything on it, but it's enough to get the vibrational. Um, of the cells up, and it makes a huge difference. We're working with some of our um, cancer patients. We're able to increase the white blood cell count, you know, so they don't have to get the new Lasta in, uh, injections, which normally if uh, cancer patients' white blood cell counts are down low, they oftentimes have to do that. And if we can do it with exercise, I feel like every oncology center should so have no one of these little, you know, trampolines there that people could bounce on literally for 10 minutes before their treatment to just make such a difference. But we do it for a variety of different things, you know, weight management. We do it for oncology care patients. We do it for just cardio endurance training. Um, it helps with balancing hormones. Um, it is so beneficial on a lot of different levels. I love mine. I yeah, think we, we come up with protocols individualized for different case scenarios. I think it's great. And everyone should have one in their in their little personal gym. Um, how about role models? Did you? I always love to reflect um, 
on this show about sort of people who have impacted us in our lives and yeah. and how you know how that's changed our course in some way. Right. Uh, you know, I think like many people, um, for me, it was it was my mom. She was a very strong um, figure for me. And um, role model all along and always, you know, pushing, you know, you can do what you, you want to do. Very strong advocate of education. She was a social worker. Wow. Connected with people, all different levels. You know, she did a lot of work in the prison system. She worked with, you know, women with drinking issues. Um, she worked in the school systems. And she heard a lot of people. She heard voices in, in, in terms of what the concerns were and what, you know, the ability of services were for them. And, and she would always, you know, mention to us, you know, it's really important that everybody's able to get access to things. And so I think that kind of stayed in the back of my mind. And so when I started going into the healthcare, you know, I, I'm in a private practice scenario and I get calls from people and, and I know they can benefit from my service. And I, I struggle because I would love to be able to provide the services. Um, but because I'm a private practice, I have to have I have operational costs and I, I have to be able to operate. So the nonprofit that we've come up with is kind of the solution to help me do that. It's we really can provide the services. We can help get the, um, the word out to people so that money doesn't have to be a limiting factor, that we can still provide them with good quality care that they can benefit from. I, it's um, so... It's so. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to um, interrupt you. I was just going to say, you said something earlier that I think is sort of the key message here, which is people need to be heard. Absolutely, they need to be heard, and they need to be listened to and respected, regardless of their regardless socioeconomic of the, exactly. backgrounds and situations. So, I think this is a very important movement, and and again, so happy to be supporting you with it and sharing it with more people so that they too can can help support. So, thank you for for all everything you're doing. You're so welcome. Um, another thing we like to think about, because here we are, grown women in our 50-somethings, um, a lot of us, and I love to think about what advice I would be giving myself back when I was like 12 or 13 in that awkward stage right. of adolescence. And um, wouldn't it be fun to time travel back and oh, be able right. to do that? But Absolutely. what would you tell, what advice would you tell your 12-year-old self? You know, I, I think about that and and. I, all the, you know, kids out there, I know it with COVID, it's so, you know, there's a lot of stress. Things are, you know, so different than, you know, when I was 12. Um, however, I, I think my bottom recommendations would still be the same. You know, I looking back, I would say, don't take yourself so seriously. Don't really put all of your um, faith into what everybody else thinks about you. Because, you know, the bottom line is you have to feel comfortable in your own skin. And we're not here to please others. I mean, our journey is here on this school earth to learn how to fulfill ourselves, how to love ourselves, how to forgive ourselves. And, you know, we're here to enjoy the ride, to be with others. They're here. We, you know, we um, ask them to be part of our journey. And, you know, in doing that, it's not to give up ourselves and to sacrifice and to do what others want of us. The journey is, you know, remember, we're here for ourselves. And, and, and it's all about yourself and to connect with yourself and be you know, you are enough. You don't have to earn it. And that's, you know, the bottom line. I tell anybody, don't take life so seriously. Have more fun and, and lighten up. Lighten up a lot. Yeah, no, I lighten think that's, that is really good, good messaging for all of us, regardless of our age. Have isn't fun. It? Yeah, have some more fun. Yeah. I, it's so interesting. I, I'm hearing that theme consistently from just about everyone I talk to. So one of the great things that, um, you know, the cancer industry is very, 
you know, uh, medical industry is is very serious about people. It's a, it's a very devastating diagnosis, and I don't mean to make little of that at all. But but there's there's a place and a time, and and humor is so important for people. We know that it helps to heal. And there's this great nonprofit um, organization that I work with, and it's called. Um, Tumor to humor, and uh, basically, humor helps reduce tumors. And we ha- they have a hotline, and you can call twenty four hours a day, and you can listen to a joke, and some oh, you can tell a joke, and you can have it recorded, and somebody else can listen to it. And it is so essential that we really you know allow some of that in, and and, and to and not just to anybody that's got a disease or a terminal problem, but just in life. I mean. Lighten up, enjoy that. That's my goal this year. You know, bring more comedy into our lives. Make the everyday occurrences more funny. Don't don't be so intense about things. You know. Um, well, that might be something that people don't know about you is that you're you might be secretly becoming a stand up comedy sometime <laughs> at one of our open mic nights. We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> Certainly, my life you know portrays a lot of material for that. There you go. There you go. So, how about? Um, Advice that you might have for other women who are feeling a little stuck, maybe around their careers, around their lives, around their health even, but who are, you know, really kind of raising their consciousness and looking to make a leap of faith to to make transformational changes, which is what we're all about at our community, mm-hmm. what my coaching practice is about. What advice do you have for those women? You know, I think, you know, take it slow, take it a little bit at a time because it can be overwhelming, you know, to do take one area that you want to look at, you know, whether you're going to look at. And for me, I found that looking at my health was was the, the starting point, because if you don't feel well and you get up every day and you have no energy from the moment your feet hit the floor, it's very hard to focus on anything else. And that includes relationships, your job, you know, even your children. It stems from yourself. You've got to have the energy. You've got to feel a little bit, you know, well in order to even tackle your own health issues. But I think that may be somewhere to start. And then from there, you will be surprised at the trickle effect that that has on the rest of your life. If you start feeling better, you can do more. You can then start looking at other areas of your life. And that's that's the way I, I approached it. I had to start looking at my own health and saying, look, I'm just not feeling well. And, and how can I address that? Right. Because it's not yeah. okay. It's yeah. not okay to feel like that. Right. Okay. So... My one of my favorite questions to to wrap up our interview today is, what do you wish there were more or less of in the world? Let's see. Um, you know, I just I would say I would wish that there's more equality, as I mentioned before, more accessibility for people to get access to good health care as well as education. And the educational piece means sharing information. I don't mean educational institutions necessarily. I think that's important too, but I just think getting information out to people. The internet has been a wonderful thing, but it's also been um, somewhat detrimental because there's a lot of information. We don't know what's accurate, what's not accurate. Um, And so it's so important as women, if we get connected with healthcare providers that we're happy with, that are actually listening to us, that we share that information. Um, and if something works for you, if something has proven to be helpful for, you know, something that you're dealing with that you know that many women are dealing with, please share it with your friends, share it with your mother, with your daughters. Don't feel that you need to isolate and, and be, you know, a, a one-person, you know, show. Give the information to other people because chances are many women are struggling with the same issues. Absolutely. It's time to start having those conversations with Absolutely. one another. Empowering too. other women. We have to work together to move you know, the healthcare movement forward. It's not going to happen just a few women. It has to be multiple women together. Absolutely. 
Absolutely. When women come together, we can make we are a some powerful serious group. change. Absolutely. Powerful. So how can people get in touch with you, Robin, so they can learn more about you, your practice, and your offerings? Abs- well, we're in the process. Like I said, I have a new company now, and um, but you can certainly go to my existing website, which is www.chestnuthillpt.com. And you will find that we have our new website for Circle of Wellness under construction, but that hopefully will be opening soon. And that's your best way to get me. My practice is in physical, uh, is in Wellesley, sorry, uh, at 148 Linden Street. And I'm happy to do that. We can go online and schedule. We can do a you know free, free 15 minute consult if you just want to say, hey, am I you know somebody that might have uh, something that you have to offer? Um, or, or, or just want to get some, you know, basic information. Beautiful. Thank you so much. I just want to personally thank you not only for being here today and sharing this time with me because your message is so critical, but also for your personal and professional contributions to women's health and wellness. It's um, you're, you're making positive change in the world, and I appreciate you very much. Thank you. So thank you for being here today. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Have a beautiful day, and we'll see you next time. Until next time, I encourage you to practice high vibes and keep a grateful heart. With love, Jen.